Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Mighty and everlasting Father, once again we exalt and glorify your name. We come before you for instruction, for revelation for understanding, for wisdom that will come from your word that enable us to live the life you've ordained for us as a people called by the name. We have for therefore God that our heart be opened sufficiently so that the word will become effectual even as we receive it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Okay, before I travel out, we started a series on assets, assets by faith. And this is going to be part number two. I want to continue from there. Assets by faith. We try to make us understand how that faith is the ultimate. In whatever thing you're trying to do, faith is the ultimate. In working with God, in fact, scripture said it, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen. According to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Now, our main text, again, you must remember, is coming from Romans chapter 5, verse number 1 and 2. Romans 5, number 1 and 2, he said, Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Being justified by faith. Your justification is through faith. Your justification which says you are not guilty. Is through faith. Hallelujah. Are you with me? The thing that justifies you. Is faith. In our Lord Jesus Christ. And that gives you peace with God. Verse 2 says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God, the dogs of God. We have the hope, the rejoicing in that which is to come. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Right. So we have this access by faith. Meaning faith is like the door that opens you up or opens to you to enter another realm. Faith is the entrance you have to be able to walk into what God has ordained for your life. There is nothing you are going to achieve in life without faith as a child of God. And this is very, very important. It means to lead towards Faith means to lead, I mean access, it means to lead towards something that leads you towards your goal. Praise God. It means to conduct near, to take you by your side. It's like a child going to school and you have somebody who holds the child by the hand and taking the child to school. That process of taking the child to school is access, is by faith that God has ordained. So, the access we have by faith, I mean, to possess what God has for us is faith. That means faith gives you access to that realm 
that God has ordained for you. Answers by faith. Faith opens the door. Faith opens the door for you to enter to receive everything that God has ordained for your life. The Bible tells us you have blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And the Bible tells us that if God will not spare his own son, but give him to us, how much more will he freely give us what? All things to enjoy. But it takes faith to come to that realm. Now the point is this, things may be made available, but you may not understand that these things are already available for you. But when you have faith, you can move in to receive what you have. Now I mean if you can remember the woman with the issue of blood. Something very significant happened. Remember the story. I shared that with you some time ago. Here was a lady with the issue of blood. And remember, as far as the law of Leviticus was concerned, and the Jewish woman, she had no access to Jesus. As a matter of fact, you are not supposed to come into the public once you are in your circle as a woman. <clears throat> she was supposed to stay away, but she had faith. Faith drove her from being in seclusion to possessing what she wanted from Jesus. She was able to stand, move, and to break through the cloud. It was faith that was giving her that access. Faith drove her to be able to get to the place where she can touch the hem of Jesus' garment and the blood sees. Amen? <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Are you following me? So, faith is so important in your walk. In every aspect of your walk with God. He honors faith. He recognizes faith. I'm going to show you a few things along the line. So, the access we are conducted. Now, Galatians 2 verse 20. <clears throat> Sorry. Galatians 2 20. Paul speaking says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. The life I live in the flesh, that is your daily living, that is to be a human being. The life you live in the flesh is directly connected to the faith of the Son of God who died and gave himself. For you. So the faith we are actually describing is the faith of Jesus Christ, which we have received. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay. So now, Hebrews 4, verse number 6. In I said, I mean 16, Hebrews 4, 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in times of need. Hallelujah. So because of our faith in him, we have to have that boldness. Hallelujah. You can just get me. Alright, thank you. By reason of the faith we have in him, we have that boldness. The boldness speaks of courage. It speaks of confidence. A free access, unreserved approach to our God with freedom and without fear. The faith of Jesus Christ that we have, justified by his faith, we have access to God and he said we can move to God with boldness and always illustrate to each and every one of us. We issue the prodigal son. 
two realms of understanding, if you will. But primarily, he knew what belongs to him, and he had boldness to go to the Father to say, Give me my portion that belongs to me. Are you there with me? And when he left home and he got into trouble, he had the boldness again to think of going back to the Father. Amen? Praise God. That means he had faith in the Father. He had trust in the Father. Remember, when he was coming back to the Father, he said, I would just go and tell him, Father, I'm sorry. I can't even be your son anymore. I remain a slave. Just has set me back and forgive me for I've sinned against you and I've sinned against heaven. He was cataloging the things he was going to tell the father. He was rehearsing the things he wanted to tell the father. To make him look a better person, maybe for God or the father to say, oh yeah, this is my son. Yes, he has repented or whatever the case may be. I'm going to tell my father, I've sinned against you, I've sinned against heaven. Forgive me, and so on and so forth. But guess what? As he was approaching, the father was by the gate waiting for him to come. And by the time he came to where the father, the father never allowed him to say anything about his past life. The boldness you have is that you are justified by faith. God is not thinking about your past. Are you there with me? He's not concerned about your past. You'll be carrying the mind, the guilty consciousness, everything you have, and by that way, you find it difficult to approach God. But you see, before you get to kneel down to pray, God has already forgotten your past. He's not thinking about your past. He just wants you to be bold, be confident, to say, I am justified by the faith that is in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. One of the things that hinders prayer is guilty conscience. How many of you understand that? Good. Once you have a guilty conscience, you can approach God. So faith gives you the access to approach God by implication. Understanding comes to you. I am justified by faith. Therefore, God is not angry with me. The Bible says, we have peace with God through that faith. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so the prodigal son go back home and remember what happened. The father decided to begin to bless him beyond his wildest imagination. Because no matter what you spoil in your father's house, you can't spoil one quarter of what is in your father's house. He got the resources, he wasted them, he came back, he got double. That's God for you. Are you listening to me? So everything you need is in the hands of God. But you have to be bold, according to Hebrews, bold to have the access to go to the throne of mercy. To say, I need this. And then you got to get it. Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? Alright. Hebrews 11. Let's look at a few things about these people. Verse 23. Book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23. By faith Moses, when he was born, was in three months of his parents. Because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandments. I want you to think a little bit. Mm. Hallelujah. How did they know that a child is a proper child? Can you give another translation here? Just this verse. The parents saw and it's through faith. By an act of faith 
Moses' parents hid him away for three months after his birth. They saw the child's beauty and the, the brave of the king's decree. They saw something in that child with the eyes of faith. Faith does not accept defeat. Faith does not accept failure. Faith does not accommodate disappointment. This is a child I was giving birth to. They are seeing the future of the child. And because of that, they refuse the child to be killed. That means, even the things in your hand that may have been decreed against, your faith can give life to them. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? This child was supposed to be killed because the king had made a decree, Pharaoh had made a decree that all male children be killed. Is that okay? Now here is a male child in the name of Moses. And the parents said, we are not going to kill this child. There is something we are seeing in the life of this child. They have the eyes of faith. And faith said the substance of things hold for the evidence of things not seen. You can't see your future. You can behold the things that God has for you with the eyes of faith. That's why he said we walk not by sight but what? But by faith. You can see beyond the natural. You can see where you probably going to be tomorrow. You can see it. With the eyes of faith, they saw that this child is a proper child. You try to find out that means there is something in the life of this child. We can't kill this child. Now I'm going to allow this child to be killed by anybody. Because there is something in the life of this child. That's how to work by faith. Hallelujah. And when you have faith, no decrees, no power, no commandment, no authority from outside of you that can stop you from possessing. They you know, the Bible tells us, what did he say there? They brave the king's decree. What was the decree? Kill all the main child. He said, we are not. Faith said, we are not. The man said, kill. Faith said, no, we are not going to kill. Hallelujah. No matter the situation you find yourself, even if it's dying, faith can bring life to it again. Hallelujah. Faith can bring life to it. Just having faith and confidence in God. That there is nothing impossible with you, with the Father. Bible says we have access to God, to the throne of mercy, to receive help in times of need. Whatever your need is, whatever your condition is, the access to receiving is simply by what? By faith. And you are going to get that once you have the conviction. Verse 24. By faith or through faith. Or in faith, or with faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. It was by faith. Don't forget, it was Pharaoh's daughter that raised him. He lived in the king's palace. But he said, no, this is not my place. I belong somewhere else. The question is, who told him? Only faith revealed that to him. Hallelujah. He refused to be called Pharaoh's daughter. No, that is to say with faith you can reject whatever identity the men are giving to you. Are you with me? With faith you can overcome the labels that men have labeled you in the society. You can overcome it by faith. Hallelujah. Pharaoh and the daughter, they already had Moses to them. The field belongs to the palace. 
You know, everything was okay there, but faith says, no, this is not your place. I refuse to be identified with this system by faith. Guess what? He was living in a very opulent atmosphere as compared to the children of Israel who were suffering. But faith says, no, that is where you belong. You don't belong here. Hallelujah. So with the eyes of faith, he saw the whole of Israel community. He saw what is yet to come to be with the eyes of faith. He rejected that provision that was made by Pharaoh's daughter and said, I am not to be identified with these people. I have to be identified with those people. The eyes of faith. Hallelujah. Go to verse 27. Hebrew eleven twenty-seven. By faith, he forsook Egypt, <laughs> not fearing the wrath of the king, for he has seen him who is invisible. Praise God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. He saw him who is invisible. He saw God. <laughs> oh, glory. By faith, and just knowing God is on the other side, God is in charge of my people, I can't be here. He moved out of the palace by faith. He got access to be able to assess the place where God has kept his people. Only faith can drive you to do that. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. You see, if you don't have faith, you can accept any condition that is given to you, either by man or by the devil. You can just accept it. If you don't have faith, you can accept any name that is given to you, any form of labor that is given to you. You can accept it without faith. But when you have faith, no, you reject it. And you move to your re-identity as God has ordained it. I gave you a story here some time ago. When I was to leave this country. 2008. You remember the story? Went to South Africa. Did everything at a Lightbound police station there. I mean, in Lagos. Declared me that I'm not a criminal. I have everything. I took all of those documents and I went to South Africa. We got a lawyer. Signed up the documents to go and process for resident permit that I'm going to be working in South Africa. You know, Israel, right. He gave me his garage to use as a fellowship. Everything was set. Where did my luggage? This man was rejoicing that he's leaving Nigeria. Second day, the Lord said, go back home. I didn't send you to South Africa. Man, it was a crushing blow. Hallelujah. And I know what I was passing through at that time. But I have to walk in obedience. That was 2008. 2011, we have this auditorium. If I was in South Africa, this auditorium would not be here. If I was in South Africa, you probably would not have known about me. Some of you would just come into the meetings. Are you following what I'm saying now? And that is why he says... Now sometimes because of your spirit is one of the reasons God brought me back. You know why? Because the Bible says, I will give you pastors after your own heart. My own heart. I'm going to give you pastors after my own heart. That means there are some people that you intend me to talk to and you are those people. Faith will make you renounce 
Even that will look very beautiful. But you see the end of your life, the end of your walk, the end of your movement. There is something completely different from what you probably be experiencing. So I want to repeat this again. No matter what name anybody gives you in the society, you can reject it through faith. Even if they say you are a poor man, you can break out of that through faith. No matter what identity I'll be given to you by men, you can break it down and walk out of it by faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. We know we are in a tight situation in the country today where things are fairly difficult, but I can assure you through faith, you can break out of it and see live like as if you are not living in this country. By faith, you can do that. Did you get that? Don't accept the status quo. Don't accept what is prevailing. I'll make you see that later. From the book of Isaiah. When it says, don't say confederacy to what they say what? A confederacy. Don't conspire with people to have a common thought that is out of God's mind. Nigeria may be tough, but I'm telling you, you're surviving in this country. With your faith, you can do the impossible. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Very soon we're going to give a testimony, a tremendous testimony of what God has done for us within this period. This very tight period, right from time of COVID-19, nothing was working, but God still was on the move to accomplish things that ordinarily we never imagined. Praise God. I'll share that with you. Look at verse 29. By faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land. Which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. Meaning, <laughs> what you can survive, the unbelievers can survive it. Because you have a factor of faith that they don't have. By faith, they walk through the Red Sea as if it was a dry land. Praise God. Can you get it? As if it was a dry land, they walk through the Red Sea. The Egyptians tried it and they were drowned. They tried to walk through the Red Sea just like the children of Israel have gone through. That means as you are listening to me, whatever other people can't achieve, you can achieve it by faith. So faith is not meant to walk for the unbeliever as compared to how it's supposed to work for you. It was by faith they walked through the Red Sea. The Egyptians had no faith. They were depending on their ability. They were depending on their strength. They were depending on the chariot Pharaoh has given them. But what happened? They were drowned in the Red Sea. Where others are failing, that is where you are going to be succeeding. Where people say there is no way, that is where you are going to see a way. Hallelujah. They were drowned. Why? Because they lacked the principle of faith. That is a factor that pulled the children of Israel across on the other side. But the unbelievers, they don't have this factor. Because it's given to us through Jesus Christ. We have the faith, the asset by faith, which is of Jesus Christ. Justified by faith. So what kills people are not meant to kill you. 
What drowns people are not meant to drown you. What suffocates people are not meant to suffocate you. Why? You have the factor of faith which is through Jesus Christ. Praise the living God. Can you see that? By faith they went through. But these other people wanted to go through as well. But there was no by faith. So they were drowned. So one of the things that caused you to be drowned in life, in society, is lack of this factor. Which is it? Factor of faith. Anytime, anywhere, your faith should be speaking. Praise the living God. Amen? Your faith should be alive. The faith you have in Christ should be alive. Anytime, anywhere. That's what I'm saying. Hallelujah. Go with me to the book of Numbers. Numbers 14 verse 24. Remember when he sent the 12 spies to spy out the promised land. And they came back and they gave all their reports. It was Joshua and Caleb that said, no, 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 we are able to possess the land. Other people said, we can't go. The people in the land, they are like giants. And we are like grasshoppers before them. They already defeated before the enemy. It is how you see yourself that the enemy sees you. Are you sitting there with me? You look at Goliath and look at David. Goliath was boastful because he was strong, hefty, tall, big, whatever. Heavy matches in his hand. And he was telling David, I'm going to feed you up for the best of the earth. But the principle of faith was resident in David. And he said, listen to me. I've dealt with the lion. I've dealt with the deer. For you, no, no, no. You are nothing compared. He got a principle of faith. And there is something I also want you to see there. I told you in the last message in this section that faith is personal. Understand that. How many of you remember? You see what happened to David and Saul? Saul gave him his gadgets, everything about him. The clothes, the rod, whatever that he needed to go to war. And David said, hey, listen, sir, I can prove these things by implication. I don't need them. You don't need another man's faith to succeed. You don't need another man's faith to succeed. I want to say that again. The faith that enables you to succeed is your faith. But David refused to take all the warfare materials of who? Of Saul. And he took five stones. How many of you remember that? What are the five stones? <clears throat> five is the number of grace. He took grace to walk towards. You know, I've explained this to you several times. Your five fingers, your five toes, your five tenses, all speaks of grace. Grace is number five. So he took five stones. Hallelujah. And I can say the five stones as if he's speaking of the five of ministry because they were the sons of God. Hallelujah. And Jesus spoke and made them understand he can turn stones to bread. And he told the people, if you don't praise God, God can turn these stones to begin to praise him. He was talking about a Gentile. He was talking about the children of God. He called them stones. So when he took the five stones, I'm seeing the five for ministry working together to bring down Goliath. 
That is your grace. The implication when you have asked by grace to the throne, you can pull down any power that try to stand on your way of success and victory. Hallelujah. So this is what happened. So here in Numbers chapter 14, verse 24, the people said, I mean, the scripture said, but my servant, now God was speaking concerning Caleb. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him. That's what I want you to pick. He had another spirit. And that spirit is the spirit of faith. He had another spirit with him. And had followed me fully. He will I bring you to the land. Wherein he went. Whereunto he went. And his seed shall possess it. That means your faith will lay foundation for your generations to come. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Look at that. Caleb have another spirit. And you're supposed to possess another spirit. Because the spirit of faith. <laughs> and by reason of that, God said, no, this guy have another spirit of faith. Therefore, I'm going to cause him to go possess the land. And that his children shall possess that land. The land that promised you people, Caleb is going to go into it because he have another spirit. And not just that, his own children also will walk into that land. Your faith will open door, not only for you, but also for your children. You lay the foundation for your children to come, to possess, to inherit the promises. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. And that is why you see in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, God will say, hey listen, you are going to be wealthy, you're going to have resources, you're going to have abundance, but notice this part. It is I that gives you power to do what? To get wet. That I may establish the covenant I'll make with the fathers. You see that? The covenant he made with his fathers, with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, is what and now start walking in the life of the children of Israel to make them wealthy. So like Caleb here, he got another spirit. And he said, when you enter into the land, and not allow you to possess the land, your own seed shall come and possess that land. Praise the living God. It's called another spirit. And that is the spirit you need to possess. Which is the spirit of faith. By which you can see things that are not available right now. By which you can see beyond the circumstances you find yourself. By which you can stand up. Even if you look sick. By faith. You can overcome. Praise the living God. Are we seeing here? So Caleb have another spirit. And that spirit, as a matter of fact, is a generous spirit, spirit of boldness, spirit of courage. It's a noble one. It's a heroic spirit, spirit of a hero. Hallelujah. It's a spirit that influences the things that God has made available to you to begin to come towards you. It's called the spirit of what? Of faith. Is that okay? Caleb have another spirit. Meaning the other people had a different spirit than the one Caleb was having. So what other spirit were they having? They lacked faith. But Caleb had faith. Just like Joshua. And he said, no, we are able. And guess what? God started saying all of these things. And that is to say God was happy with the spirit with which Caleb was operating. And began to make his promises to him. And began to speak to Moses as to what he intended to do to Caleb. Why? Because he possessed another spirit with the spirit of faith. Now don't forget, without faith, it's impossible to do what? 
to please God. For he that cometh to him must believe that he is, and he said, reward of them that diligently seek him. Did you get that? He that comes to God must believe that God is. What I mean is that God exists. You must have that conviction God exists. And he said, reward of them that diligently seek him. And so faith, I mean, Caleb have that spirit. I know God exists. I know he will make the promise he's able to bring it to pass. And just because of that condition alone, God said, no, you're going to possess the land. And not just that, I'm going to allow your children to possess the land. So faith will draw from God. Faith will pull from God the things that men can't see. Faith will open the door for your children to possess ordinarily what they probably not even labeled for. Praise the living God. Those are the faiths that God intended us to operate in. Amen? So this guy have the spirit of faith, spirit of boldness, generous spirit, a heroic spirit, the spirit that, you know, overcomes fear, and then he followed God fully. What it means is, he went after God. By implication, anything and everything God says, he was going to stand by it, by faith. Even when men see the situation, that there's darkness all over the place, by the simple spirit of faith, you can see light in the midst of darkness. Praise the living God. Amen. So, so many people have shut down their blessings because of circumstances that they surround them. As long as you don't have the spirit of faith, you can't see beyond the darkness right now as the face of the earth. You can't see beyond the circumstances around you that looks very cloudy, very dark, very obscured. You can't see beyond it. So you need another spirit which is called the spirit of faith. For you to be able to see through in the midst of darkness, you have a light. Men be wondering why and how you are seeing. It's all going to be through the spirit of faith. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So the point is this. It's not finished with you yet. God is not done with you yet. There is so much ahead that God needs to do. Somebody was speaking to me recently. A conversation and he said... A prophet said this to me. That's okay. So what did God say to you about what the prophet said to you? He said, no, I haven't seen anything. I said, because you have no faith in God. If you are truly a child of God, I'm not thinking God is afraid of you. Why he can't talk to you? Why you have to tell somebody to talk to you? You can't continue to be having third party revelation. Yet God is your father. I mean, it's not acceptable. Are you there with me? You give me a prophecy, it has to align with what is my spirit. Because I'm a child of God. I have the spirit of God. The Holy Ghost is one Holy Spirit. There are not two. And there is no difference between the one in me and the one in you. If you have to give me a prophecy, it must affirm what is in my spirit. That is what God is saying to me. Are you there with me? It's still part of the spirit of faith. Because if God gives you a word and you're standing on what God says to you, Remember, here we are told that Caleb fully followed the Lord. That's to say, he understood what God wanted to do. He believed in what God had promised Israel. He was going to stand in what God had promised Israel. He fully followed. He's not going to be dissuaded. He's not going to be discouraged. When you fully follow the Lord, nothing discourages you. Hallelujah. Are we still here? And it's very important you understand what I'm saying. Because this is what we open the door for you 
anytime, anywhere. Hallelujah. As long as you can find out this is what God has in mind for me, that settles it. Even if things not to be working, staying in faith, we see a whole channel open up at the end of the day. That which was darkness will become light. That will become a mountain, will become plain. Why? You got a spirit of faith and it's called another spirit. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Like so many of you knew. If not for the spirit of faith. And as a matter of fact God keep on speaking. I'm not sure I'll be standing here before you. Talking to you. The first how many years of the ministry. You know how much pressure and suffering and pain that I went through. Some of you except Uncle Francis and a few other people. Paying rent was even a problem. But God told me, the land you are going to are given to you for the possession. And I kept wondering, where is the answer to all of this? Then we have not even bought this land. Are you listening to me? I mean, it was terrible. But God keeps saying, this is what I want you to do and this is where I want you to go. So I keep standing on the faith on that word that God has given to me. The result is where we are right now. Because I stood fully with what God says. Caleb, the Bible says, he fully followed the Lord. He fully, why? Because he understood what God wants to do. He have, I mean, he been able to reconcile himself with the promises of God for Israel. He fully followed. So, you don't get distracted when you have the spirit of faith. Especially if God has spoken to you. If God has given you a word. How many times has God spoken a word to you? By way of promises. Mm. And I keep telling you. And, and I keep saying it. And I keep praying about it. That God will help you come to the place where he talks to you every day, if you will. Is that okay? Because that's what gives you faith. That's what enables you to stand on what you are supposed to do. Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? It's very important you understand this. I mean, like <laughs> when I was in Philly, Philadelphia, one morning at about 5 a.m., the Lord woke me up and gave me some scriptures. And I was going through them, reading through them. And I began to meditate what God is trying to say. And by the time I came back, I was discussing my wife. We were referencing the same scripture. We came here to fellowship. Francis, Pastor Francis, were referencing the same scripture. And we can get the answer to what God is trying to talk to me about. And I know that new season is coming, which is based on faith. Hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? Provisions are going to be made. Glory to God. You see, the, the woman that provided for Elijah, Second Kings, you quoted it. You remember that? That was what the Lord showed with me. The principle of faith is such that the woman was able to provide. Guess what? That was the last meal she was having. She wanted to take the last meal for her and the child to die, whichever way. Whether they want to poison the food, I don't know. But that was the confession. So we just want to take our last meal and die. So maybe they wanted to come to poison the food for themselves. But the Bible says, God spoke to Elijah and said, I've commanded a widow to feed you. 
But what command is the principle of faith. So the woman walked without knowing that she was operating what? On faith based on the commandment of God. Hallelujah. And that solves a problem of poverty. One instruction from God took away poverty from all of her life. She paid up her debt and more than enough left over. Just one word from the Lord. Principle of faith. Are you sitting there with me? She who was poor in the society become an oil merchant to sell oil to other people. Because he said, as the first of he said, you go and sell and pay up your debt and feed on the left. I mean, if you understand that, the debtor become a merchant. People were now buying oil from her because she was a prisoner of the principle of faith. I've commanded the widow. If only you can hear God. If only you can take instruction from God. Caleb fully followed the Lord. And God gave him not just the land, but he asked his children also to do what? To possess the land. Simple principle of faith. It's very important. And look at the other woman that took care of Elisha as well. The same chapter. The Shunammite woman who took care of Elisha. Remember that? Good. Elisha and Gehazi was to leave and they discovered that this woman had no child. And it was Elisha, I mean, the Gehazi, the servant that told and said, this woman have no child. And he said, this time next year, in the time of season of life, you shall have your child. The principle of faith operated. What was the faith there? This must be a man of God. That is always passing by. Let's build him a place to stay. Let's give him a candle to read his book. Let's give him a table. Give him food. That was all. Principle of faith enables a woman to do ordinarily what she wasn't supposed to do. Now if you watch the two stories, both the one that sold that and all that, there is something they did, given. Both of them gave. Did you get that? Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Both of them operated the principle of faith by what giving. So if you are a giver, don't ever think that God will close his eyes against what you're doing. God is not unmindful, the book of Hebrews says, to forget your label of love which you show to the saints is not a forgetful somebody. It's not a forgetful somebody. He can't forget your labor of love. The woman that was barren broke through by giving. The one that was in debt broke through by giving. Study that chapter and see what I'm talking about. They operated only one principle. Given and it's by faith because without faith you can't think of giving your last meal. Without faith, no. Without faith, you can't think of recognizing somebody who carries grace. It's not possible. It's faith that enables you to see that this man carries grace and I must work with this man. I must do something for this man. Are you listening to me? Praise the living God. Principle of faith is so important you understand it. So don't let anybody shut down your bias of mercy towards other people. You may not have, you may think, well, I don't have enough. No, it's not about having enough. Just that little that you have is what you're supposed to give out. And what's the next thing that happened? Multiplication comes to it. You quoted that this morning. Remember the story. After they fed the five, I mean, the 5,000 people, right? The five loaves and two fishes. We're told they gather how many baskets? 12 baskets. Who was going to take away the 12 baskets? The son. 
That little guy that had the five loaves and two fishes, he will now have what? Twelve baskets. What to give out, he multiplies. So maybe when we are going to the crusade, the mother of the lie just gave him, okay, when you're hungry, when you get to crusade, eat this one. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Yeah, just eat this when you're hungry. During the crusade, when you're tired, and you eat this. Two, five loaves and two fishes. Huh? Five loaves, two fishes. Jew and Gentiles. Now let me not go there. Are you getting what I'm talking about? By the time they finish eating, and they said, you go, gather the fragments, and they gather to a basket. Who is going to take them home? The young man. See this young man coming with twelve baskets on, on his head. Say, what is this? It will multiply for me at the crusade ground because I gave out five loaves and two fishes. This is what faith can do. Ordinarily, the young man will not even want to release what he's having. Oh, mommy gave this to me to eat during the crusade. I can give it to you. But by the time he released the five loaves and two fishes, he multiplied into twelve baskets. Can you get that? The woman gave out the last meal. He broke poverty. The other one gave out a house and a candle and food. He broke barrenness. Giving, you can play with it. It's a principle that opens doors, that breaks down barriers, that destroys every power of the enemy, even in your life. Praise God. You must have the spirit of faith. Because without faith, you can't release what is in your hand. You will always be considering that money. You always be thinking about it. Without faith, people who pay tithes, it's with faith that they pay tithes. I'm just being honest with you. <laughs> it is with faith. Without faith, it's not possible. You have a hundred thousand, you want to remove ten. You'll be calculating on your head. That's where the question comes who, who is even eating the tithe? Is it, is it God? I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying. Why? It is lack of faith. You forgot that when you release what you are supposed to release, there is a multiplication that is coming back to you. All of these people we have just enumerated here, they were all givers. Everything they give out comes back to them. Multiplies. God multiplies. Open doors for them. Break strongholds. Destroy the spirit of poverty. Destroy the spirit of barrenness. Just because they were open to practicing the simple principle of giving. Praise God. <laughs> Are you there with me? Alright. So go with me to the book of I'm just trying to run up here with you today. Isaiah chapter 8 verse number 12. 8 number 12. Verse 12. Say ye not a confederacy to all them to whom these people shall say a confederacy. Now they are fear ye they are fear, no be afraid. Say ye not a confederacy. You know what a confederacy means? We all are green as touching one thing. We all are green to doing something together. God said, No, don't say confederacy to everybody. By implication, country is hard. Don't say confederacy with people saying Nigeria is finished. Because if Nigeria is finished, you are finished because you are in Nigeria. Once you say Nigeria is finished, your own resources also will be well finished because you are in Nigeria. 
Don't say a confederacy. Don't what people say what? A confederacy. So even if you are saying things are off, say things are good. Are you with me? If you say, well, too much darkness on the land, say too much light. My eyes are getting blinded because there's too much light. Don't say confederacy to these people. Don't let what is happening in the land be your fear. Let only God be your fear. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you there with me? So don't say confederacy. Look at it. Say not the confederacy to all them to whom these people shall say what? A confederacy. It's not everybody you unite yourself with. It's not everybody you have fellowship with who cannot discuss the, 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 the desires and the mind of God even for your life. It's not everybody. You can't join everybody to make confession that they are making. Praise the living God. You must see beyond the present happening in the land with the eyes of faith. What do you see for Nigeria? What do you see for yourself? What do you see for your children? With the eyes of faith, you must see beyond what is going on. Let's read it from the message translation. Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do. I don't live in that dread of what frightens them. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you see that? Don't be like these people. Don't be like. It's the word of God. No matter what is going on, don't be like. <laughs> praise God. I say praise the Lord. Don't be like these people. That means there are some people that you cannot be like. And because of what they say, because of the confession they make, because of their belief system, you can be like them. God is saying you are separate. You are a different people. You walk by faith. You have another spirit like Caleb. You see, Caleb was different from the rest of the ten people with whom they went to the promised land to spy it out. He had another spirit. He had another mindset. He had another understanding of the situation they were in. Don't be like these people. What is the confession in the city today? All you hear is, man, this country is bad. Man, everything is bad. You keep saying that everything about you will also go bad because it's what you confess that you're going to possess. Are you sitting there with me? You see, the Bible tells us precisely so we believe, therefore we speak. So, what you speak has to do with what you believe, and whatever you believe comes to you. How many of you understand that? Believing has power to make available to you what you are believing, and that is why those who believe in Jesus they are saved. But those who know about Jesus, they are not saved because they don't believe. The difference between knowing and believing. You know the country is in a bad shape. But you don't have to believe that the country is in a bad shape. Because if you believe it's in a bad shape, you're going to get those things that are bad in the country. You may know, but you don't have to believe it. Is anybody getting what I'm saying here? So don't be like these people. This is God talking. Hallelujah. Always afraid somebody is plotting against them. That's another thing. Oh, people are not succeeding because some people are winching me. Some people are trying to oppress me. Some people are, all the time, you are thinking about what people are trying to do. God said that's the wrong spirit. You always talk about people plotting against you. You always talk about people who don't like you. Why are you worried about that? What is that to do with you? Why do you think everybody must like you? No. Hallelujah. And guess what? 
when people don't like you, they are taking you to the place of victory. You know why? They never loved Joseph, but Joseph became the prime minister. He became the pharaoh. He became the man that have dominion in Egypt. When men don't like you, they are promoting you. Hallelujah. That may be difficult for you to understand, but I'm saying the same thing. This is where God will prepare for you a table in the presence of those who don't like you. So let them hate. And let the good things keep on coming. They will be eating up themselves. They will become so jealous and mad. We don't like this man, yet he's succeeding. What are we going to do? Nothing. Don't say confederacy to what they say. Don't fear. Always afraid of somebody plotting against them. Don't fear what they fear. Don't take on their worries. Can I hear them in? This is the mind of faith. You don't take on the worries of the people. You don't take on the worries of those around you. No. You are a different person. So don't be like them. That means you must be separated from who these people are. Hallelujah. Come on, I say hallelujah. Praise God. Look at verse 13. Make the Lord of heaven armies in your life. He is the one you should fear. Not the devil. Not the witches. Not poverty in the land. Not darkness. Don't let those things be your fear. That's what we're saying. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. Can I hear any man again? You don't have anything to worry about. With the eyes of faith. If others are crushing down, you are standing up. If others are failing, you are standing strong. Hallelujah. When men are hopeless, you have hope. With the eyes of faith. When men are seeing darkness, you see light. Are you following what I'm saying? When men are feeling heat, you are so cool as if you are in an air-conditioned house. Nobody can explain that. But with the eyes of faith, you can operate that. Hallelujah. You can change your circumstance with the eyes of faith. And what you say, what you confess, what you believe in, you can. Praise the living God. A lot of people don't see anything good coming out of this country. But people like us, we see so wonderful things coming out. Why? Because we're here. Hallelujah. Why? Because we are here. And as long as we're in this land, we're the salt of this earth, we're the light of this world, good things must happen in this land. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you listening to me? Don't let what worry people worry you. Don't let what they say about you be your problem. Think about it. That's what the scripture is saying. Don't be afraid of what they're afraid of. Don't be worried about what. Don't ever be thinking that they're plotting against you. Why? No, no, no. Don't be worried about that. Every plot against you brings forth your promotion. I am saying that because that's the life of Joseph. Hallelujah. You're going to be some becoming some good dreamers about your life. To see what God has in mind for you. To see what God intends you to do. They were worried about Joseph. He was dreaming good dreams. They were disturbed about Joseph. He had good dreams. At the end of the day, they were disturbed about Joseph. The end of buying down to Joseph. Hallelujah. Because Joseph finally had become the one that has the food that they were looking for. Are you still there with me? Jesus said the same to the Pharisees. The stone which the builders rejected will later become what? The chief cornerstone. Every rejection is a promotion. Every rejection is a promotion. 
You have to understand it. You have to know it. And there is no way you carry glory and no man in the world will begin to fall in love with you. Practically impossible. They are jealous of the glory that you carry. How many of you remember? Jesus was born as a king. Herod got mad. Why? Because here it's a star that is glorious more than his own star. And he said, kill all the children who are 12 years old. Men are insecure because of you, but you don't know. Because of the glory you carry, they are insecure. They are always agitated. They are always disturbed. They are always worried. They are always trying to do what they can do to bring you down. They have the problem, not you. They don't sleep well because they are thinking about you. But people like us, we just sleep and contact heaven. Hallelujah. Come on, is anybody following what I'm talking about? He said, don't be like these people. Go back to that scripture. I want you to see verse number 12. It's so important. It's so important. Look at that. Don't be like these people. Always afraid. Somebody is plotting against them. Don't be like that. You're cutting us yourself from the supply of God. Because when you start thinking about what they're thinking about you, you're losing faith in what God has said about you. The promises of God about your life and for your life, they begin to drop because they're thinking about what people are trying to do. In the midst of what they're trying to do, God is preparing a table before you. Hallelujah. Rejoice, people of God. This is not the hour to be in sorrow. This is not the hour to be in pain. This is not the hour to be in worry. I am saying supply is coming to your home. Supply is coming to your family. With the eyes of faith, we know we are going to have the supply. In the name of Jesus Christ. Nothing stops you as long as you can believe in who God is. Nothing stops you as long as nothing in the world makes you afraid outside of God. If you have to be afraid, be afraid of God. Not what man thinks, not what is happening, not the poverty in the land. That is not your headache. That is not part of you. I am saying God is come to bring for light in your families in the name of Jesus. Stand up. I just take a little briefly. I want you to pray. There's a time for you to understand that God is not joking with his people. He cannot make promises and then allow you to fail. Hmm. I need you to begin to talk to the Father. Remember that scripture. You don't keep on thinking about what people are thinking about you. You'll be losing faith in God. It is what you believe that you confess. It is who you know you are going to become that you must become. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.